the Leash Today Talking Sport podcast, brought to you in association with Booth Concrete. Booth Concrete provide high-quality concrete products to Leash and the surrounding counties. Thinking concrete, think Booth Concrete. When quality matters. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Talking Sport podcast. Uh, we're gearing up for club championship action in the men's game, but there's a very, very significant match in the ladies' game taking place this weekend as our uh, ladies footballers have reached the All-Ireland Intermediate semi-final. Uh, we're off to Kiltoom in Roscommon on Sunday at half three. The ladies are playing Clare. And uh, just like I got rid of Stephen when I wanted to talk about a serious hurling topic, I've now got rid of him to talk about a serious ladies football topic and I have replaced him with uh, Leash legend, Mags McAvoy. Mags, how are you keeping? I'm good, Alan. I'm not sure about legend, but thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have to, we have to think, I do often say to guests, like if you want an inter-county job, you come on this podcast. So I don't know what type of job <laughs> you'd like to get, but you're still playing. So that doesn't really, doesn't really I'm still playing. Yet. Yeah, yeah, that that gives me a bit of an out for now. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> exactly for now. Um, the ladies were it's I don't know a schedule again. We we did talk myself and yourself were up in Kinnegad um a couple of weeks ago when the the ladies played out and and I know there's a double header that day with another game. But I think it's a bit funny that we're going to Roscommon to play Clare and Roscommon are coming to Crettyard <laughs> to play Wexford. So uh, I I don't know how you work out that one. I know it's a bit, it's a bit, uh, yeah, it's a bit bizarre in that the, the the counties are going the same direction but different directions at the same time. It would have been lovely actually, um, because as far as I know, the Roscommon and Wexford game is at two, so actually it would have been lovely to get it as a double header somewhere. I know we were kind of saying the ladies' football love to to play in certain venues like Kinnegarden Bar and stuff like that. But I mean, what atmosphere it would have been if you would have got those four teams all together in the one venue. Um, you know, and, and these things sometimes can't happen logistically wise, but I think this was a, a perfect opportunity to get it as a double header, but so be it. We'll we're off to Kiltoon. We'll make we'll make the trip anywhere regardless. Yeah. We won't mind where it is. Um they've obviously been on a journey for the last three years with under Tony Brennan. Like their first year was badly hampered by COVID. Uh, but there was improvements even in that year in the short space of time that he had with them. And and then last year obviously there was a, a significant improvement. And I think they've continued on that upward trajectory. I know they had a bit of a setback in the Leinster Championship, uh, Mags, but other than that, they generally have from my, well, I can see anyway, they seem to have continued on an upward curve. Would you sort of agree with that? Yeah, I think so. Look, Danny, Donny has come in and as you say, kind of the first year was a bit of a, you know, stop and start year and, and with COVID and stuff. I was actually involved, went back for a, a small period of time for that short, uh, short six week championship. <laughs> but yeah, look, he, he's he's trying to, put a, a, a system in place and look any system that uh, that you want to put in place with a squad you have to get the buy-in from the players and and it takes a certain amount of time and for sure I think um, the the type of system that Donny has implemented in this team they've really taken it on board and they've um, you know uh, you know put that out there this year so they, it, they've been they've been their work rate has been extremely high Um from kind of um, the start of the league, um, they've done a really good preseason, 
um, and they've had a, a, a decent a decent league campaign. Um, came up against Armagh at the end of the league. Um, I went down to that game, but Armagh were you know are you know a very very good side. Um, so they were definitely out, out muscle their big big side, big physical side as well. But um, they don't they don't all right against them. So decent league campaign coming into the championship. Then they had a um, a, a good run at the Leinster um, and just fell fell a little bit short with that Wexford game in Omar Park that day. But yeah, no, I think they've definitely um they've definitely improved um year on year. This year has definitely been probably their best year. Um they've had a good run at it and uh, definitely the the buy-in of the players has worked has worked for them. Yeah and, and one thing that I've noticed this year is like in years especially the last year and, and even in year one too, there seemed to be a, an over reliance on uh, Mo and Ernie to do all the scoring for them. So if Mo didn't score one ten or two ten, well, these generally didn't win. Whereas I think mm. at, after about fifteen minutes against Wicklow, a couple in that quarterfinal a couple of weeks ago, I think Leash had three five scored and Mo hadn't scored. So yeah. like I, I know that's not I'm not trying to suggest that Mo wasn't playing well or whatever. No, what I, what I'm saying is that I think Sarah Sarah Fitzgerald had one one, Aaron had one one, uh, Schieffer Havel had a goal, Emma Lawner had a couple of points. So. All of a sudden, now opposition have to look at Leash and say, "Oh well, we can't just you know double mark Mo and Ernie, and then we'll stop Leash." Mm. Because all of a sudden, now all these other players have stepped up massively and are contributing on the scoreboard. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, you say about Mo, and actually, you know, uh, yeah, you you could see that people would look on and be like, "Oh, you know, is Mo being?" Uh, double teamed or is she been taken out of the games and and yet she still pops up for for goals and points here and there and frees um and actually you know was was named um on the the team of the team of the league for um this year so had a really really good league campaign um and also from division three uh team of the league last year as well so um it's not that she's not playing well she's still playing extremely well and, and pops up um you know, with goals at crucial times in the first round of the Leinster Championship, um, you know, it was a really tight game against Loud up there. Um, and, you know, they came out winners in the end, 2-5 to 2-2, but Mo uh, scored last couple of minutes, you know, to, to bring it home. So she she is still really, really consistent, one of Leisha's top uh, scorers for, for a championship. But um, as you say, it's really nice. And it, it, it I think we said about this the last thing, the last time at the game, it, it gives Leash another element and another facet of their play that uh, girls around her are really stepping up to that. Um, and, you know, I think one of the, the really con- huge concerns for Claire going into this is going to be how they're going to mark Mo, how they're going to mark Aaron Fitzpatrick, how they're going to mark Emma Lawler. You know, those girls are really, really dangerous, uh, really dangerous inside forward line. And that half half forward line as well has, has so much pace and uh, intensity as well. Um, but yeah, girls around her are, are popping up with their own scores. As, as you said, Sarah Ann, popping up with 1-2 or 1-3. So people are getting on the scoreboard and it just alleviates that pressure that Mo had last year and the year before, you know, because... I think they came up against Wexford at the, the All-Ireland semi last year. And I think we were all concerned coming into the latter stages was, you know, if, if for anybody to beat Leash on their day is they just need to put two two people on Mo. Um, 
and that's not to say the rest of the girls weren't playing well. They were, but Leash were very focused on getting Mo on the ball. Uh, and it was to their, down, to their downfall in the end. So definitely everyone else has stepped up and getting on the scoreboard. And it's definitely added, added a bit of um, intensity to Leash's, Leash's forward line. And there's a very good spread of experience and youth across the panel. Like you, you talk about uh, the players we've already mentioned. And then you go back to the pitch and you have like Savelle and Healy, who's been around for, for a long time. Ashley mm. Quigley or, or Ashley Donner, whatever you want to call her. Yeah, her coming back like she has been just immense in every game that I have watched her in. Like her, her story. Yeah, it's it's like she, I think I think she had her her second child and then came back to play and train it about four months later. Like yeah, now yeah. I, I I'm a man so I won't have children, but I can't imagine ever being able to do anything like that. I think what she's done is incredible, especially having been away from the game at that level for for so long, and she stepped in there and has looked as if she's always been there she's just been incredible she's she's phenomenal and what she's done um you know in the last couple of years has has been you know I don't think you'll find a story like it in the the ladies Gaelic scene um you know but Ashleen has just um you know she's she's always been a phenomenal player um you know let's not forget she's an all-star nominee um you know back in 2010 she she got a nomination um, and and she could have got a lot more in in the couple of years that she was playing. You know, she was one of those one of those players that you would you would write in the back line, full back line, uh, wing back line, along with the likes of Lorraine Mucky, along with the likes of uh, Trish Fogarty. You know, she was always the first name on on the the leash defence. Um, and look, she has she has not um, dipped in performance at all, even though she's had two kids, and uh, you know extremely busy busy lifestyle um with the two kids and has come back and looking fresh as ever um you know that tenacity that Ashley had she never lost um and look when when leash fed Claire um at the start of the the league this year back in February you know Ashley wasn't on on the team um they got a win over Claire that time but two t- the two teams were they are extremely different um but having Ashley in that defense you know, again, I talk about the forwards and, and having a different facet of, of their play up there. Uh, Leash's defence has now brought another intensity and another drive. Ashley brings that from the back line um, right in front of Emer. And, you know, she goes for every ball. You don't see Manny uh, full back going head first into the ball. You know, they tend to be a little bit more measured uh, in their defensive style. But Ashley, um you know, she has eyes for that ball and drives on and, and it gives it gives Leash that springboard that, you know, usually they would have in the wing back line, but now automatically now they have it in the full back line. Um, and it gives it gives the team more depth and width to their play, which which is fantastic. For people who probably or maybe haven't seen um the ladies live, because I don't know if you'd spot this in the telly, but they do something uh for the kickouts. Now I I, <laughs> I think it's brilliant. I love it. Because it, it's like if it if it works, so the, the, like they push basically way up the pitch, and sometimes they leave two players unmarked uh, down in front of their own goals, and they're confident enough that if they win possession, they'll, they'll generally get a score. If they lose possession, mm-hmm. they're confident enough that they'll get back in time. Now I think they got caught maybe once. I've only seen them get caught once. I think it was against. It could have been that game against Wexford or maybe the Tyrone game. 
but what do you think of it now? As a player, would, as a player, would you be in favour of it, or what? What, what would you think? <laughs> Um, yeah, look, I've spo- I spoke about this on, on the radio. It's, it's hard to describe until you're there and you can see it. But I think, you know, it, it stemmed from um, the mead ladies, um, you know, and I know it's, it's, a, it's a, a structure and a system that they've put in place and it's worked really well for them overturning Dublin in the All-Ireland. Uh, probably not to the same extent because Co Park is a massive pitch. So, but, it, but they've continued to... Um, to do it um the last couple of years and it's almost like anybody who is new to to coming into ladies football it's a blueprint now and people are trying to replicate it um and actually watching Claire in the last two games Claire do the exact same thing so I think it's going to be really it's going to be really interesting on Sunday because both teams at the very start of of the game put this high press on and it's exactly what you're saying it's it's high risk high reward you know you, you press from the front so it's almost like getting 10 players inside um, the opposition's half for the kick out and completely crowding it out as you know in ladies football you know ball doesn't travel only if there's a wind ball doesn't really travel past you know um midfields and you're looking for pockets of space um, and it's much more strategic and, and technical. I suppose you have to find those pockets of space. So with this system of play, it's it's covering out all bases, covering out all options. And it's forcing teams to go short, which, again, high risk. And if you get overturned, high reward. You know, you're, you're straight in there in the 21, one-on-one with the keeper tends to be, you know, goal or definitely a score in the end. So, um, yeah, look, I, I, I saw Claire against um, in their second round of, of the group all on stages against Loud that they narrowly lost by a point, but it was a really good performance um, from them. And that's exactly what they did. That w- It was kind of, they, they had their kind of high string, um, first string team with Nevo D um Fidelma Marriman, all those ones back from injury. Uh, and it's the first time they kind of implemented it and, and went full hog into it. And they were extremely good in the first 25 minutes, slightly gassed out after that and now kind of came back into the game. Um, but it's exactly what Leash are trying to do as well. Um, so it'll be interesting um when the ball is thrown uh on the attack first, because that'll probably set the the tone of the game if Leash push forward and, and it's a clear kick out you know, Alicia on the front foot and could get uh, a nice bit of um, scores off of that system. But yeah, it's a, it's not one as a centre-back, it's not one I'm, <laughs> I'm keen on myself. <laughs> <laughs> so we need yeah. and expect to see Sarsfield doing it so during, during the, the championship later this year as well. Absolutely not. No, <laughs> if I'm on the pitch, absolutely not. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you mentioned some of the Clare players, obviously, like, that, that's why we have you here to be nice and familiar with the but Nevody <laughs> is definitely a player that that I remember from because Leash and Clare played a few times over the last couple of years and yeah. um I remember Leash playing them in one of the COVID games when there was nobody there and she was quite good. Um mm. Claire like there 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 won't be a whole lot in this. Like the game the game in Cressy Yard really doesn't have any bearing on this as you rightly no. say because like Leash had players playing, like I remember Emily Corbett was fantastic that day. Now her career has gone in a different direction and she's currently the top goal scorer in the League of Ireland with Athlone Town. So her, her career has, has gone in a totally different direction. But um, what can we expect from Claire? Like they have, as I said, the Nevo D, they have other very, very talented players. It should be quite close. I, I can't imagine, like I, I reckoned going down to 
Kinnegad the last day that it would be as it turned out. I just thought Leash were going to be too strong and, and that's how it how it ended. But this game I would imagine is going to be a lot closer. Yeah, I think so. I think you you know the two teams are, are well matched up. Um like I say, Claire had um they had a one point loss against Loud in the All Ireland series, and then they completely blew Longford out of the water. Then the last day, um, and I know we were it was on the same day as the Leash game, so we're keeping an eye on the result. But actually, looking back on the game, um, they just dominated. I, I suppose the, the scoreline probably, you know, Leash had a, a way more, um, you know, a, a huge scoreline they put up um, against Wicklow. Um, Clare probably could have done the same against Longford, but they um, just completely dominated. Again, that high press worked really well for them. But, um, you know, Clare's forward line have this um, incredible intensity in their tackle. Um, and that's kind of lorded by Nevo D. Um, in the Longford game, they were playing against a strong win that day. Um, and Neve is so versatile, but that that they brought her back as a kind of sweeper role and kind of carried that that ball through the middle third, because uh, she is such a good distributor of the ball as well, uh, and kept kept, kept uh, Fidel Marion up quite close to goal. Um, and Fidel is is a phenomenal. Like she was starting that day in credit yard, um, and you know, at least struggled with her. She's a big, tall, um, quite agile, um, pacey player. Um, not your typical kind of corner or full forward, but um, can kick off both sides. First ball she got against uh, Longford, kicked off her left. She's a natural right-footed player, but can kick off both. So, you know, she's going to be um, she's going to be dangerous on the inside forward line for them. Um, but I think if if Leash get their matchups right in, in the back line, you know, um, Neve is an extremely dangerous player, so they're going to have to probably focus, you know, their attention on that. Um, I think Ashin will will probably deal with Delma um Marman. You know, they're they've two really lively wing forwards. Um Laurie Ryan actually for, for Claire is centre back, extremely talented soccer player, um, you know, plays with Athlone uh, Town as well, captain for them. Um she actually got player of the month, the ladies Gaelic player player of the month for April. And right. our own Fitzpatrick got it for June. So um, you know, one of each um and she loves to drive forward on that high press. She tends to kind of sit in that kind of midfield or wing forward position. So loves to get forward, um, you know, quite agile as well and physical player. So, look, I think Leash have um, um, on paper, you would look at, and especially their journey that they've taken to get to here. I think Leash have put up a, a huge amount of scores, which would, you know, you would favour uh, your forwards, Leash forwards over, over Clare's. Um, we've had this team that's been together, uh, Leisha's team that's been together, um, have played, they play extremely well together. Um, Jane and Anna kind of in the middle, driving forward, really athletic. Um, I think they'll 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 handle the girls. Um, Ashley really had a really good game against Longford as well. So they'll handle the girls in the middle of the park. And um, yeah, I think matchups will be key for Leash in, in this match on Sunday. Yeah, and, and that is that is really it. Like and maybe um Ellen Healy might be the one for, for Ashley Nuddy. I'm I'm not sure, but she uh she could be she could be the one we'll we'll see. But it will be I think and again, every time I watch the ladies, I always say this, they're so entertaining to watch. Like mm. they play a lovely brand of head up football, kind of a bit like what Donny was as a player, and it's almost like it it, it comes out in them then. And every I I'd say 
I don't know, probably I've seen them maybe 10, 15 times in the last three years, and I can't remember them being involved in a bad match. Every game that they mm. play is always really entertaining. Now, I'd like mm. if they don't concede as much as they sometimes do. That would be that would be nice. But uh, yeah. I think for anybody going, or I would definitely encourage, like there's there's this Sunday now uh, in Leash, there's not a whole lot on. So if people were looking, I really would encourage them to come up to, to Roscommon. I know it's a bit of a spin, but I was putting it into Google. It's only an hour and 15 from Stradley. So it's not it's not that bad. Um, You know, you, you, you travel other places. So I, I would really mm. encourage people to get behind them if they can. Oh, for sure. And look, I, I mean, people will hear Roscommon and Kiltoom, um, but actually it's only the far side of Athlone. So it's it's not it's, it's not that far. Um, and I like what you said, they are playing a really nice brand of football. You know, we see, um, you know, we watch the Sunday game every weekend and, you know, there's somebody giving out about some sort of defensive play. And actually, if you look at the ladies game, the way it's developed now, we're actually flipping that on its head and, and pushing putting a lot of press uh, pressure offensively um, and it just opens up the game I think um, yeah look there's been some opposition that Leash have come up against that haven't probably given them um, the game and that probably might may be a concern coming into Leash uh, into Sunday that they, they haven't got the um, you know a tough game um, but they I, I saw them against I've, I've pretty much seen them all of their games from the league but the Tyrone game especially uh, I mean it was that was a huge test for them going into that. Tyrone were relegated senior last year and expected just to, to bounce straight back. Um, and, you know, it, same with us when we got relegation in 2017. It's like, you know, you, you're expected to bounce straight back. But but the players actually that Tyrone had, you would have expected them to, to come through and probably, you know, contest for a semi-final spot. But actually, Leash put down a marker that day and um, probably coming off the back of a, of a tough, loss against Wexford I guess um, but they really opened uh, Tyrone up at the back I mean I think if you're anybody or if you're you, you haven't seen that clip that Aaron Fitzpatrick yeah. Lady Scaly put it out everywhere you know she and it was it reminded me of a of a plenty of goals that Tracy Lawler has has scored for Leash in the past or whoever you know took that ball halfway and soloed it straight through the Toronto defence and absolutely nailed it. Um, so, you know, really open brands, um, you know, a lot of distribution off the foot, um, defensively really, really sound. Ellen is, is you know, lording at the, at the back there, so vocal and so organised. Um, and then you have the girls, Jane, and that in the middle um, and, and driving on, you know, even the feeling of the ball from kickouts, Emer Barry, I don't think, has done anything wrong, hasn't put a foot wrong this year. Um, so not only are they not making mistakes, but they're working for each other. You feel like they're, uh, they're a proper tight-knit group this, this year, um, more than any year. And the panel has got kind of consistently smaller, but um, has kind of tightened up and, and they feel like a family um, in there and they're working for each other. Um, so, yeah, look, I mean, it's 60 minutes. I think if there's ever a time to get behind this team, um, it will be now. I know I said last weekend last weekend that, you know, it's kind of you would feel that the the journey that they've been on with Donny and with Maggie and the guys, um, you know, it's probably coming to a peak now. And, yeah, they lost out in a kind of disappointing way in Leinster, but maybe that was for for a greater good um, and they learned their lessons from that um, 
and you know it's all peaking to um one more game in 60 minutes to to get to that kind of elusive co park um date and and what a prize that is how how many times did you get to play in in Crow park actually i never got to play there <laughs> i was on a <laughs> yeah um i i was obviously on the panel for uh the 2001 all ireland final um but yeah, never got never got to to play there again. So chased my whole career trying to get to Co Park and 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 never yeah, did. Really Plenty of, that now again. <laughs> I know, thanks, Alan. Um, <laughs> no, but look, we got we got to so many, you know, so many uh, Leinster dates in, in Dr. Cullen. It kind of became one of the the it became the hope for a Leinster final, senior Leinster final days, um, and primarily over Dublin. So we played a lot of our games there, and then all Ireland semi-finals generally. Uh, unlucky for some we used to get drawn against Cork every year um, and you know there was a mix of being in O'Connor Park or more Park some days um, you know and spread around the place Burns uh, and some places like that so no never got to never got to to play in it got to sit in the dugout along with Mo and Ernie that day um, who was seven uh, which I can't <laughs> believe um, the team mascot so she probably remembers it um, as good as I do but um, no, look, it's it's always a, a fantastic day um, out. I, I, one of the things I'll I'll never forget, um, you know, and it's just it kind of it's it's a pivotal moment. So I'll I'll, I'll never forget the All Ireland, uh, the All Ireland day. You know, the morning, the night before. I think we went to uh, we went to Mass. Cocky Delaney was over us at the time, and we went to Mass in, in Strabley, and uh, we had breakfast in, in Bewley's at the time in Newlands Cross on the way up, and. And Mo was with us, you know, Mo came, she came to all of the training sessions up till that, um, that year, you know, loved it. We loved having her around and, um, you know, Lulu and Sue were so good to her at the time. Um, and yeah, uh, went in that day and, um, you know, it was just a phenomenal day from start to finish. Uh, you just felt like, you know, how I feel about this leash team this year, you know, I really, that's why I kind of want everybody to get behind them because, you know, that year, it felt like something was special was going to happen. You know, we had lost so many All-Irelands the year before, the years before, and people had come and gone. And it just felt like there was something different about this team. Um, and again, you know, all of the learnings that they had taken the years before in those All-Ireland days kind of shaped it. And, and it it led to to that day that that was, you know, and, and look, look has to be with you, you on on days like that as well, which it was. And, and it was just phenomenal. But the support that they... Uh, that the county got behind us at that time and and the celebrations afterwards just phenomenal so you know I would I would love I know you know family and friends will be there on Sunday and anybody involved would really really would you know urge anybody that has any bit of time it's only you know an hour and 20 or whatever down to Kiltoom lovely brand of football as we say and you know the girls will will do whatever they can um for the 60 minutes to to get to Crow Park and and I would love for them to experience it. Yeah, it's one of my actually earliest sort of sporting memories. I was I remember your homecoming. I was ten and uh, I I have this memory of driving into Port Leash and uh there was a big massive full moon in the sky. Now, I don't know why that uh sticks out in my mind, but for some reason I remember that when I was when I was coming back to Strably. But it's one of the, yeah, I, I remember that uh, that day vividly. It was it was absolutely incredible. And how important, Mags, as is it for us as a county to get back to senior level? Because like, obviously, like when you know what you said, like when we slipped down, um, it was almost sort of expected that we were just going to 
rebound straight back up and actually it nearly went the other way there was a, there was a risk mm. that at one stage we were going to go down to junior so mm. Leash are definitely traditionally have always been a, a senior county and um, they're building back that way now with all the work that's going on and the players that are involved but is it is it as is it as, as important as it always was to be senior and be competing with the very best in the country yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, when you look at it, anybody who's anybody that's playing uh, leash football, you know, you want to be competing at the, at the top um, and you want to be testing yourself as an individual. I know it's a team sport, but as an individual, you want to be testing yourselves against the best players that are out there. Um, and yeah, it, it really is important. I remember, you know, that day that we got relegated, it was, you know, incredibly disappointing. Um, you know, and one of the reasons why I, I just couldn't I couldn't leave at that time because, you know, I didn't want to see I didn't want to leave a leash team um, that was just being relegated. It was really important that we we either won something that the following year got back up straight away or, or won something the following year. But as I said before, you know, teams that get, get relegated from senior to intermediate are expected to just go straight back up. Um, but the intermediate championship is 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 a different level now and you know like it's it can be anyone's day there there's there's so many uh, counties in the mix that you just can't tell you know on a day some people could have a, a really good run up to it and be performing really really well and it just mightn't click for them uh, that day um so it, it's it's a it's a really good intermediate championship um but yeah you want to be up there you want to be competing like you know uh, I still think to this day that, you know, Leash it, it put out against Mead or Dublin, you know, could definitely put it up to the players that we have with such talent in, in the county, not only the girls that are on the on the squad at the minute, but like there's so many girls, there's so many girls out there that are w- within the county that are just not playing for whatever reason. You know, soccer is taken off, people playing camogie. There's so much uh, opportunity out there for for other things. Um, but we we have a huge amount of talent um, and, you know, success breeds uh, success. So, you know, if if we got back up there, it would be phenomenal um, and it would, uh, you know, put us put us uh, on a pedestal for sure. Uh, and hopefully we could, um, you know, challenge for Leinster seniors uh, again and Dr. Cullen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and lastly, yourself, you're still battling away. I presume you'll be you'll be back for another year with, with Sarsfield. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You were in a mad situation last year where um, we sort of wrote you off, gave you no chance whatsoever, and then you, you bet Port Leash, and then we said you definitely win the final, and actually didn't. But it, it sort of, I think that maybe actually says more to the fact that the ladies' game in Leash has improved so much in the last couple of years that the standard of all of the clubs has risen dramatically. Like, I, I've even... I was at all the I was at junior and intermediate finals uh, last year. I'm very impressed with Ballerone, for example. Like they're a very young team that um it'll be tough for them obviously going up to senior, but I think give it if they stick together a couple of years together, they could easily become a force, like say Condits have done. Bridget's are building as well all the time. Um would you agree that the game in, in the county is much more like for years obviously he dominated at Sarsfield, but now it definitely seems more even. And it's definitely you're looking at it, and it's going right. Well, this is an open championship. It's very hard to call what way it could go. Uh, yeah, I would, and I would take what originally you said. They're battling for me. I'm absolutely battling, <laughs> <laughs> being the optimum mark. Um, 
But yeah, no, look, it, I mean, the it's definitely wide open for sure. The last couple of years, um, you know, the likes of Bridget's uh, Connets have come through obviously really nicely. Um, and Portlaoise as well, you know, like the, the Balleron, I love their brand of football as well. They're a young up and coming team, um, you know, and even Shanahoe and the, the clubs there as well, you know, definitely um, one of one of the things is, you know, clubs go through a, a bit of a transition period. Um, we're probably going through that at the minute. Timoho have kind of gone through it um, in the last couple of years. Um, but I think um, that's all kind of coming to, to what we have right now on Sunday with a nice mix of clubs and the best players in, in the clubs. Um, but yeah, it's it's look from from my own perspective, we were so dominant for so long. Um, I, I say it all the time. I was really blessed to play with a, a great bunch of girls. Um, and, you know, we we all kind of we grew up together and we we took that that journey our, our, ourselves all together and we, we stuck the course. Um, and yeah, we got some really, really great days out of it um, with county titles and, you know, into the All Ireland Club Series as well. Um, so yeah, I was really, I was really lucky to play with the likes of Tracy and Emma Mack and Jenny Mack and Aileen Lachlan and all the girls. You know, it, it was just, it, you know, it was one of those things we we struck the course. But um, yeah, look, Bridget's are are coming on. Conlets obviously will be reigning um, club champions. Um, fantastic, fantastic uh, bunch of talent there. Um, Portlaoise. Um, one or two years ago you know like it, it's it's great to see as a as a lady footballer you have to step outside and, and take your club hat on and just think what the benefits are and, and think that you know we have a really entertaining club championship coming and um, coming soon in the next couple of weeks and um, hard from a from a club point of view you're you're you know you'd be going into the championship hoping that things go your way on the day uh, and all you can do is just prep for for that and and put trust in the process and and put the work in and hope and hope that uh, the results go your way but look we'll be we'll be challenging as I say you know we're we're kind of going through that transition period and we've we've a great bunch of young girls now coming up from that kind of under 16 minor team that kind of won it, it got a good bit of success so look we're trying to bring those girls on um, and and you know they're they're doing really well in in with the they were in with Martina Phelan's minor team as well. So um, Timoha have, have a good bunch of young girls as well. So it's really really open. Uh, it'll be an interesting club championship, that's for sure. Um, and yeah, I'll I'll try I'll try my best to be in the thick of things. You'll be battling away as you as you say, yeah, battling <laughs> away exactly. Well, listen, Mike, thanks very much for for coming on with us. The, the two of us will be in Kiltoom on Sunday, and uh, we'll hope to be back. Um, in the coming weeks, previewing an All Ireland final, wouldn't that be fantastic? That's that's what we all. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah, 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 fantastic. Thanks very much, Max. Suppose we had enough money that week. I say it last time with Chris. You used to have this um, saying for us: "Arse to Mickey, arse to Mickey, arse to Mickey." <laughs> you do know that I played it right here. Yeah? They're for... not that old. Team. <laughs> <laughs> I came up to Dunsfield Station and I bought a ninety-nine. I got out of Dunsfield and I had the, the flake in all in. <clears throat> so I said, "If I can't stop me, just he never stop me." And I have a ninety-nine. <laughs> so I was eating that coming along. So then I got my release was gone. So I had to buy another one. And my release it got me. It got me for a dollar So I, I regarded it was fairly safe. You're listening to the Talking Sport Podcast with Leash Today.
right, Stephen, I've brought you back. I was slagging at the start there that I got rid of you again and replaced you with uh, with uh, uh, a new I replaced you with Ollie Hallie the first time when I wanted to talk serious hurling. And I replaced you with Mike McFly when I wanted to talk serious ladies football. But uh, I'll, I'll bring you back now because we're talking about Division 3A and 3B. So this is your, your <laughs> speciality. But before we go there... Obviously, I've already said it, but like I presume you'd like to say it's a very best look to the ladies as well as they go on to the All Ireland semi on Sunday. I that go, that goes without saying. Look, we've been, we've we've enjoyed watching the last couple of years. Like I remember the young fella, the Leash ladies team were always a force. Like they were in they were in a whole lot of senior finals in the nineties. I remember one of my first times, not the first time, but one of the first times I went to Croke Park in about ninety two or ninety three. We went up to see the Leash ladies in another final. I think it was against Waterford. And, uh, you know, this was, thought, 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 thought this was unbelievable. Like, Leash in an All-Ireland final, like, senior All-Ireland final. And, like, women's sport was far lower profile then. It's still lower profile now, but not not at near as much as it was then. We just couldn't believe it. Like, but all through the 90s, Leash lost um, finals before that famous day in 2001. And, like, I think that 2001 day, it's probably that day. The 2003 Leinster final is the number one day for people of our generation. That next day, then, is the 2001 Ladies All-Ireland Final. And for a previous generation, it's obviously the 1986 Leinster Final. Like, they're the, they're the, they're the standout moments and great days in Croke Park for Leash. Joe McDonough in recent years on the Hurland side of it. And, of course, they had, you know, the Hurland community had good days in the 80s, but they never won a game in Croke Park. There's some great days in Croke Park, already, but they never won a final, I mean, in Croke Park. So, yeah, wish them the very best look. Like, the fall on hard times, Relatively speaking, like we, we were talking about, like even as recently as 2010, like Leash, like absolutely left an All Ireland senior semi final behind them. I think it was 2010, maybe 2010, 2011, and it was a year that Cork were beaten. Like there was an All Ireland final to be got as recently as then. Like they were winning Leinsters in late 2000s. Pat Critchley won a couple of Leinsters with them. And then it just sort of, over the last 10 years, it just ebbed away. I think maybe Leash got ahead of other counties in ladies football back in the 70s and, and 80s and that. And as other counties caught up, then Leash's small playing base then wasn't able to stay. Like you see, like the counties like Dublin and Cork have have dominated. Um, so yeah, look, very best look to them. Like it is intermediate, but it's the All Ireland level that they're at, and it was just unbelievable for them to get to Croke Park on uh, on the last Sunday in July. It'd be three weeks of a build up, which I think would be great. One would be great for us, like on a selfish reason, it allows us to preview it and do build up probably but it's also great like three weeks is a nice build up for the flags and people to get mm. excited and start planning in it and it's not going to be on you all of a sudden it's not as if you're in the final next week so look best look off to Kiltum and Roscommon Clare are decent enough now Leash better in the league this year which was a good win it was in Cretiard on like you know end of January early February I wouldn't be reading the mass amount of in, into it but uh, like Leash have beaten Tyrone Leash have a great form in the All-Ireland say to the Championship so fingers crossed fingers crossed we're previewing an All-Ireland final in Croke Park like you know, yeah. it's, it's the and, only chance the Leash team now has to get to Croke Park this year. So, yeah, true. And, and like I see a lot of giving out there um, on Twitter and stuff. I was always giving out on Twitter. <laughs> but I see a lot of giving out from journalists that, um, you know, like the All-Ireland semi-finals are on this weekend in the men's game. And you, you barely know it. Like there's no, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, like there's no promotion in terms of like players are not coming to an interview with managers or not. We have well, neither Dublin or Kerry had a press event. Now, I hate yeah. those press events, anyway, I hate them but... too. But even they obviously won't speak to journalists anyway, even if they did. Oh, no. off. But, oh, yeah. But, but the ladies' game, from our point of view, we could pick up the phone, ring any ladies' player, yeah. and there's never an issue, you know. Now, they know we're not out to do them and put stuff yeah. that, that make them say stupid stuff either. <laughs> but at the same time, like they are 
streets ahead of the men in a lot of ways, and yeah. and that's only another example of it. Like, yeah, yeah. The only thing like, I don't like the tomb like is like not much of a ground for an All Ireland semi final. Myself and Maggie yeah. addressed that all right there yeah. in the first part. But yeah, uh, we're saying it's it's funny like the. The Clare or the Roscommon team will be passing us on the road, heading down to Cretty Yard. <laughs> <laughs> We're going up to Kinsoom. You know, she was saying, won't, like, you know, it'd be I won't that. hear a word. I won't hear a bad word about Cretty Yard. <laughs> no, no, oh no, and that's yeah. Oh Jesus, no, and that's not what we're saying. But it, it would be nice to, like, you know, imagine if it had to be, I don't know, a double header in Borough or a double header in yeah. or anywhere really. But anyway, it's, it's but not. The, the latest, the late, the late, latest sport. Um, they they do rightly clap themselves on the back for the massive crowd they get to the All Ireland final. Um, and as a triple header, junior, intermediate, and senior, but like that, that, that is there's a bit of an artificial element to that crowd. I think the clubs around the country, every latest football club in the country, are sort of levied to buy tickets for the the, the All Ireland final day, and they all just go and make a day out of it. That's brilliant, like to get sixty, seventy thousand to Croke Park. But I wouldn't say there's any competition in the entire world where the crowd for a semi final is so disproportionately small about <laughs> the crowd for the final. Is, you know? like, yeah. You'll probably have a couple of hundred in Kiltoom on Sunday, and you could have seventy thousand in Croke Park for the All Ireland final. I know finals get a bigger crowd, but like that's completely uh, distorted. <laughs> but anyway, the the best look to them. I wish it was look. I'm only I'm only complaining. It's been streamed. It's been streamed. You can actually watch it. The ladies have kept that up, which is fair play. So I mean, fiver fiver to watch it or something. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm looking forward to going out. Um, I've yeah. actually I've never been there. It's not. Um, I've never been in that ground. So it'll be another one. To... It's out in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the bog, or sort of. <laughs> I always say that Roscommon is a county of stone walls and sheep. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> some great, some great friends in from Leitrim, from up Carrick and Shannon direction, and we often used to go up for nights out and parties and twenty first and all this back. Yeah, I mean, more than twenty first back. Good few friends up there. They always have to come back through Roscommon. It was either through Roscommon or Leitrim. God, Roscommon, and like if you were a bit hungover and uh, bleak sort of weather, driving back through Roscommon is grim. But the pitch in Kiltoom. Um, stands out like a sore thumb, like it's out in the middle of nowhere, and you can see the floodlights from miles away. Their famous member was a lad called Tommy Keeney, and he was, along with Anthony Delaney from Shanahoe, were the two main men responsible for Croke Park opening up, and that's his home oh. club. And he obviously knows the ways of the GA world because it's this fabulous club GA ground in the middle of nowhere. So, <laughs> <laughs> does it have I've a stand? Never, I don't know, I've never actually been in it, but I've only drove oh, by okay. it, so right. I. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to send. Fantastic floodlights, but I hope you don't, you don't need them. I hope you won't need them. The the weather is supposed to be unreal, so um, I yeah. I'm looking forward to the shorts and sunglasses and uh, yeah, it it to be grand if, if that is the case. Anyway, to matters more pressing than even that. Uh, before before we get to that that stage, we have big games. Uh, Friday evening and Saturday evening, one in a more park and the other in centre vexes. Uh, Division 3A finals. We'll start there. That's between Ananok and Ballerone Abbey second team at half seven on Friday evening. Yeah, I'm looking, oh. looking forward to it. Now, I, um, look, Jimmy, like, I, I, from our club, my own club's point of view, it has to be delighted that they've got to a, a, a league final. Like last year, I think they ended up in the relegation section of this league. They, they only beat Kilcavin in a playoff That's game, right. and the leagues were a bit shortened. They had quite a good league. Like they, they, they qualified for the semi-finals with a game to spare, and they were sort of always on course for it. You know what I mean? They did, did so relatively comfortably. Um, you know, they lost three games in the league section, but one of them was to Ballyroan when they were both were already through. So like, um, and that was the final round. Lost to the Heat, which was an unusual one because the Heat lost everyone else, and the Heat got relegated <laughs> from that division. That'd be typical us now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and the loss as well to Collection, but that was down in Collection and with dreadful record down there against all their teams over the years. It's just it's hard, hard place to go, Collection. Hard place it's to get to. Place to go. Yeah, um, but they had good go. wins. Or like the bet the Rock, Kilcav, and Barrow House. They had a good Odemsey's twice. Bet like that, that was good. Like and 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 for the last couple of rounds, like they've been desperately short on numbers. Like they've re- really been scrambling around, phoning everyone. Uh, trying to get get teams together, and I don't know if it's going to be a whole lot different for for tomorrow evening. And for a lot of them, it's going to be their third game in the space of about seven days. Because a few of them played Junior C last night, a few of them played in the Division Three semi final uh, against the Dempsey last week. They better Dempsey by seven points, and last week, which is a good win because it wasn't that bad in the Dempsey team on paper, but by all accounts, they were they were well stronger than them. I hate going to look at them when I can't play or can't do anything, mm. even though I'm long since finished with that team. But I am looking forward to going into a more park to see them on uh, on Friday evening. Now, Roll will be strong. Ballyroll topped this section of the league. They hammered Batter House in the semi-final at 2.15 to 9 points or something last week. Um, and as you said, like the six or seven of that team have played senior league this year and could well play a senior championship. Uh, like I see, like James McWee got six or seven points. Um, yeah, six points last week. Charlie Whelan got three points. You know, they've, they've a lot of good players, like um, a lot I think is a very good player for that team is Rory Dunn. He was the captain that won, won the championship oh, last yeah. year. Uh, very, very good centre back, uh, like Michael Brennan, Connor Brennan. You know, two fine players. Um, you know, so Lost Nobular, full forward Oren Delaney. All, all sort of like they were all playing. Like I saw Oren Delaney and Lost Nobular play against the Portuguese senior team in Division yeah. One of the league. You know, <laughs> and it could have been I'm sure James McWee would have been playing that evening as well. So they're strong. This time of the year, look, it is very, we saw, as we saw last week, it's very difficult to predict these games because you don't know who's on holidays and where people are. And the leagues, I don't know, the fact that they're running so close to the championship in the lower grades is an issue. Um, is an issue. And I don't know what the, the answer to it is. Should, should the leagues be wrapped up earlier? Um, to sort of try and not play too much during the league and search, which is sort of understandable. I suppose there's no, or, or maybe maybe no league final is. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is because for, no for, answer, for yeah, really, no matter you what know, you do, yeah, because we've even... had a couple of league finals. But we, just in in terms of last ten or twelve years, we've got to a couple of league finals. Always the the lower grades down. Um, we like we 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 had a very love hate relationship with Division Two with league. We were in it the whole time and always struggling to stay up. And for years, not taking it that seriously. And, then one, you know, like I always reckoned, you should be taking the league as seriously as possible. And then we got relegated in Division Three one year. We got shafted one year, still sour over. We got relegated to Division Three because we gave a couple of walkovers. And the following year, um, the following year we were put in Division Three, which was sort of right enough. But they decided, County Board decided that um, they, they were Port Leach pulled out of the league altogether. And they decided that no, they were going to put Port Leach back in Division Two and put us into Division Three, even though Port Leach had pulled out of the league. We had played our eight or nine matches, and uh, I remember remember being raised at the county board meeting, and, and they said, "Oh, will Port Leach be too strong for Division Three? Same Port Leach team that we'd knocked out of the championship a couple of years in a row." And of course, you know, of course, the typical typical the the, the, the <laughs> walk all over the little clubs like that. Like, and then we ended up we walked, we hammered everyone in the Division Three section of the league and got through to the final of it and played Ballyfin in the final and Ballyfin had completely got their act together by the time we got to the final. And we drew with them in Timo Hall. Two two good games. We drew with them in Timo Hall and the betters in the replay and strategy a couple of weeks later. Larry Wall with Smiles Cruz was managing us that year. But I often think with like we never really won anything. And that was an old league title that we probably should have won could've or won. could have won yeah. out, out of nothing. And then a couple of years, uh, just a good few years later, we got to the, the, the leagues were restructured and we got to the Division 2 final. 
and we were Des Gooney, another good pal of ours, was was managing us, and we'd been to the final the previous year, and we just uh the arse fell out of us in terms of numbers. It wasn't Des's fault, just the lot of lads finished up and uh, with a long year the previous year. But we couldn't lose in the league that year. Like it was sort of uh, we we won every game in spite of ourselves. We had a humdinger of a row with Clunasley in one round. Um uh, in Ananok, a whole lot of lads got suspended out of it. The match was abandoned about about yeah. a minute ago. Donald yeah. Miller and Darren Hogan went at each other. They were the, they were the main cause of it. They were the and then they were playing the one another the year after, wasn't that right? After after the big that, round, yeah, it was right after right yeah. after that. Like, it was pre-leashed today because that row definitely would have got coverage. Uh, <laughs> I remember, I remember, I was right beside it. I did, I did nothing in the row because I had more sense than go fight with them lads. But uh, <laughs> I remember it happened. I was taking a shot and goals, and I dropped it short, miserably short, and the row broke out behind me. And by the time I'd sort of ambled around to have a look at the row, the Clunasee goalkeeper was in the row behind me, who should have been in goals for that. <laughs> that was that. We got to the league final that year in spite of ourselves because we weren't going well. We were park, we park in the semi-final in, in Timahoe and then we played Port Leash in, in Park in the final. And they, got a run of, they, got a run, they, yeah. they got a run of goals on us. They got seven goals. Yeah, now, I remember that. We, 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 hit, we hit, like... I can't remember what it was. Something, something like seven eleven to eleven points or something. Like yeah. we weren't that bad in the final, but the run got up three or four goals in the first twenty minutes, and uh, it was over. Yeah. And, and, we, and we had a bad year in the championship afterwards. But that, that was my last year playing. Actually, that was my last year playing playing at that level. So that we've had a bit of a love hate relationship with with the league over the years. But good to get to a final. They could do with going up to the grade because I do think we're going to get stronger over the next couple of years. Um, but that's a. Uh, they, they aren't going to be at full strength tomorrow night. Like no. you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know the full list of absentees, but I do know that they're not. And like fair play to lads turning out two, two three times in the past week. Um, it's just yeah. busy when you get to a final in a more park that you wouldn't be at full strength. And yeah. I'm sure Belly Road are the exact same. I'm sure Belly Road got to be missing a good yeah. few as well. But they're a club. They're a club that are going very well. Um, and like that's their intermediate team with yeah. some seniors as well. Like so, you you yeah. would. You know, you you'll be abstaining, but I'd be back and I'd be fairly confident now on on the predictions um on these two games. <laughs> I I wasn't okay. confident at all last week, but I will be confident with these. But I think Ballerona okay. in that um Division Three yeah. B or the Division Five final is off. That's uh, been put back. We're not sure. We're not sure when it's going to be played because between Kilcavan and Parkrath Nesket, both teams have lads that hurl as well, and junior championships are up and going now from. Next week in the Harlan and and then the football, so it's hard to. I think they're they're getting it's the hard. That could be a, a Stephen's day job, maybe. Uh, you know, a few yeah. pints afterwards or something. But anyway, that's not going ahead this this weekend. So the other game is the Division Three B game, uh, which is between Greg Cullen's second team and Rosales' second team. So that's in the Centre of Excellence on Friday evening. Um, we were in Division Three B. Strambley's our second team. Um. Greg Cullen or Junior A, Rosen Allister Junior B. Uh, Greg Cullen uh, absolutely walked the league, hammering teams left, right, and centre. I think they scored like they got, I remember they got 10 21 in one game. I can't remember who it was against, but like they were, they only lost one match and that was against the Harps. Um, and the Harps, should the Harps be hit and miss? Like, should they could have? And if her, one of our friends, oh heard no, that, oh that, no, that, that, I shouldn't have said that now, hit and miss. But <laughs> no, I mean it in the sense that some days they could have lads and other days they might have gone hurt it. So, okay. uh, that, that's what I meant. They're fantastic. Tom, can I have your number? Does he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, well, you, 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 can, you can deal with him. <laughs> I deal with him this time. But no, the, the great, that was the only game Greg lost. Uh, we actually played them in the semi final, uh, last week and, uh, the game's right driven the beat by 20 points. Um, very very strong. They've 
the few lads that played in the league final, Bertie Hannon played in the league final after playing against us. Um, he's probably actually the only one now that came on, really. But they have some very, very good footballers. Connor Hart was excellent that night against us as well. Um, Jamie Murphy was he played in the first half. I think he scored about one four one five. Dean Malone, Jamie Malone, they're all on that team as well. Um, you know, very, very good players at that level. And then on Rose Rosnell, Rose side, but like they're always a decent second team. In fairness, yeah. they're you know they're always competitive in the Junior B. Um, and during the, during the league, hurling league final with their second team last week as well. well so it's there's a crossover of players like. Yeah, they've got their grades spot on. In fairness, like so they have like a few lads up. Like Jimmy Highland is up from from juvenile. He's a very good young player. And uh, James Jackson then on the other end of things is a very good yeah, young yeah. player as well. Uh, he, older... he was he was he was good when Rose and Ellis were bad back yeah, like, ten yeah, years but, ago. Yeah, exactly. And my cousin Donica Hartnett has transferred over and is actually playing football with that team as well. Um, okay. So like he's a senior in county hurler playing junior B football. Yeah, so yeah. like he, he he'd be on a different... I'd probably have um, to like some, Mark Dunn and that is probably on that team as well, is he? Yeah, exactly. Didn't Paddy say he was on it as well when he was in with yeah, us there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, to get to get Melick's second team a right trimming in the, the championship the other night, so... Yeah, and they came through the beat uh, the Harps in the semi-final by a point. Um, so like, and and we played the Harps the previous weekend. They were quite good as well. So, um, close. I'd say it'll be a decent game, but I think Ray Cullen will win it. And um, okay. they they are junior A, and they do have a lot of lads with like senior yeah. experience and fellas who won minor last year. Uh, so yeah, Greg Greg will be a strong junior A contender this year. Yeah, like we know that they acted the maggot a couple of years ago with their junior A and junior C teams and ended up not playing their junior A team and walking the junior C with essentially you know a packed team and then they messed up their grades and then they were junior they only had two teams and now mm. they're back and, and then they, they spent two years at junior B and didn't win it. No, <laughs> couldn't win yeah, it when, exactly. after all yeah. the shenanigans and, and now have gone back up and put in their, in their third team into junior B and have just, just voluntarily or they're just been put up junior A so see that can happen down lower grades it never happened up to higher grades you know <laughs> oh. which I think I think if they want to I don't talk about structures and all that if they want to restructure the championships I actually think they should bring in a self-grade and say right we're going 12 senior teams 8 intermediate teams 8 junior teams you apply for what grade you want to be in and we'll decide where you go so like someone like said oh we want to be intermediate and he said no hold on a second you're way too strong we're deciding your former the past couple of years way too strong you're going senior or if there's someone trying to go senior and said you know what yeah, you've been a waste of time there, senior, the last couple of years. We're putting the intermediate. And if you're good enough to get back up, get back up. Go self And there could be some teams that'll say, you know what? We're not fit to be senior anymore. Or we're not fit to be intermediate anymore. We're going to play to be junior. And if we get put in, fair enough. I, I actually think self-grading at adult level wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what a lot of clubs would do because a lot of them are um, merely existing at senior level rather than yeah. actually challenging. So, yeah, um, yeah it, w- it would be interesting to see. But uh, That's what to do with juvenile, isn't it? Uh, yeah. they have done in yeah. at, at, no, no, it at, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, you you apply to where you think you should be and then the committee decide whether they agree with you or not like so yeah. um, and by and large like you'll always yeah. have maybe one that might complain over being a, a certain yeah. grade well, that see, was not it's, really it's, they complained that they'd been pop in the A and they think they should be in the B <laughs> but by and large though it, it it generally is about right like you but, know, you're, you, but you're at senior at, at underage level you can see how it could be got wrong because you've only one year at a certain age group yeah. and then the age groups change but at senior level it should balance out within a year or two 
Yeah, you know, yeah, you, like you, some you some clubs said, "Oh, we're not, we're 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 too good to be intermediate or whatever," and the the, the fixture makers decided, "No, what? No, we we're deciding that you're not too that you're not strong enough for senior. We're putting the intermediate on you. Go and win the intermediate, you know. That will that will decide. Yeah, yeah, prove them wrong and let promotion and relegation continue as normal. You wouldn't have it every year no. at, at adult level, but do it once and uh, and go for it. Anyway, so you're going for, you're going for Greg and Bally Row, and I'm abstaining, and, and I'm going for Greg Cullen." And I'm going to go for Leech Ladies as well. I'm going to throw that one in there into me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll all be giving them... Uh, Aaron Fitzpatrick yeah. to get a goal and Leech to win. That's what I'm going to... <laughs> I wonder, can you get odds in that anywhere? Right, right. Well, look, we'll be back. We have plenty to do next week. We'll be back to review the action. We'll have our updated football rankings. I'll be in the, the hot seat for, for that. And then we'll be straight into the club championships, the senior and... Premier Intermediate Championships are beginning next Thursday uh, in Ireland, which I believe. Um, I, I, I can't believe it's crept up so quickly. <laughs> and uh, after that, then it will just roll on like that for the next couple of months. So we'll have loads. Every second of, week, yeah. Yeah, we'll have loads of podcasts in between, uh, plenty to talk about, and uh, we'll have loads of, we'll hopefully be introducing some new guests onto the show as well. So you can stay tuned for all of that. <laughs>